Welcome, everybody, to the next episode of Chiefs Focus First and Ten. You are here with JP and Caleb. What's up, buddy? Hey, man, how are you doing? I'm good, man. Just watching the Seattle game and seeing how this is going to turn out. It's a close one. I agree, man. It's a good game this week. One of the better Thursday night games we've had this year thus far. It is. It is. Um, penalties have been killing both teams, and uh, some, you know, some mistakes made. I think Murray made a couple of mistakes that probably mm-hmm. the score would be different right now. But hey, he's young and he's actually playing a little injured. His, his throwing arm's hurting right now, so yeah. um, he's going to be the next group of great uh, passers with Mahomes. I think it's, the future's bright, so I can't wait to see what happens. Well, you yeah. know what's funny with him? He's different. You know, when he took at all these groups of guys that are in right now, the younger guys like Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. Mahomes, Baker, you know, uh, him. Murray actually stands in the pocket. He has good pocket presence. He's got good footwork, and he's accurate. And that's something that – and he can also – he's very mobile, but mm-hmm. his passing ability is far and above Lamar Jackson's. I agree, man. So – I agree. But, you um, know, what week, it, what week is it, JP? What week is it? It is Raider Week, baby. Yes, sir. It's Raider Week. I can't wait for that revenge. I cannot wait. I've been waiting on this all week. Man, there's some pre- some pretty interesting press clippings this week. Can you? Did you agree? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I I I I'm kind of blown out of the water. I did a little research myself. I didn't know that we had bus drivers that were allowed to speak to the players when they get on the bus. <laughs> But I mean, hey, you know they're not our bus drivers. They are, what you know, you they hear? are, you know, they're well, you know. What do they say I, if you can? Well, from what I understand, the bus driver said nothing. But um, <laughs> the funny thing is, is John Gruden's excuse. Thank you. I think that more than anything trumps it all, because no one has been able to get a hold of this supposed bus driver that said a snide, smart aleck remark, I should say, mm-hmm. and got him all fired up. So, so nobody seems to be able to get a hold of this guy. And from what I'm understanding, he didn't say anything. So, so he just I tried don't know, man. scapegoat. I, I think mean, he drove escaped. around. I mean, they drove around Arrowhead like this. Like this was their Super Bowl. John Gruda, you should have did that in Tampa Bay when you when you guys won the Super Bowl. Exactly. And Shane Sharp said you should have did the Super Bowl around the Raiders then. Why are you doing this in a regular season game? That means nothing, if we're being honest. You can't well, you finally beat the Chiefs the first time in three years. Yeah. Three years. Um, You've been terrible to this point. Okay, I guess you wouldn't have that victory parade. That's fine. But you know what, man? We've heard some stuff from the players this week, man, and they ain't taking this lightly. Andy's no, pissed. Tyrant's pissed. Chris Jones pissed. I know Mahomes is going to do something petty. I, I, I can't wait till this game. I've been well, counting down the days. I can tell you, they I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say the name, but I know they've made up a play just for this similar situation. Actually, a couple different ones. So you, we're gonna probably. I mean, I don't know if we're gonna be able to hear the cadence, but uh, if it's a possibility, we're gonna find out in, in, during the game if they use that play. They need to do one called victory um, lap. If we're being yeah, honest, yeah, that'd be funny. The um, coolest thing I like to see is I like to see Frank Clark sack him and he started doing a victory lap around Dan Carr. Oh, that would be really funny. <laughs> Bro, that I would. mean, seriously, yeah. that'd be my favorite. I mean, that'd be my favorite. You know favorite. what the sad part is? Is we'll get the referee crew that's, that's refing this game tonight. Oh, Lord. And then the guy will throw a penalty for taunting. So, I mean... It's just... <laughs> this is Raider week. It don't matter. 
Yeah. But man, you've been around longer than me watching these Raider Week games. Um, what was your perspective so far before we just jump into the news pressings this, clippings this week? Well, as far as this situation is concerned, the you know it's a rivalry in my opinion when teams two teams are very good. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's not a rivalry when one team is horrible, which they've been since like 2002, uh, <laughs> and then the other team is. You know, even in our downtimes, we were still better than them. In yeah, I'll be honest. Yeah, we were winning. Yeah. I mean, barely, but we were winning. Wins a win. Exactly. Yeah. And over the last seven years, with Andy Reid and the crew, we have dominated the AFC West. So, yeah. going backwards, back in the day, I, I remember, and I think one of our guests, will t- well, maybe not. I don't know if he was there then or not. But uh, the other guest that we've had on has been, or was there when it happened, and... I remember standing there during a Raiders game and, and, and it was in Arrowhead mm-hmm. and it was freezing cold, dude. It was freezing outside. Ooh. And I was standing on the field just back behind some of the players and seeing something fly by and pop Derek Thomas in the back. Ooh. And I looked down and it was a D battery. Was and this at the Raiders field or Arrowhead? No, this was at Arrowhead. Oh, wow. And a bunch of Raiders fans had started launching D batteries at the players. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's been, you know, and this was back a long time ago, of course. You're talking 28 years ago. But it still happened. And when you see something like that and you think, why are these people so ignorant and so petty? That if a player is not wearing a helmet and somebody does fire a D-sized battery, you could kill someone that way. Hey, you got another mouse at the palace. <laughs> exactly, yeah. We're being so, honest. I mean, players took a lot of uh, crap. <laughs> that didn't bode well with a lot of us that were standing there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it turned out to be a little, a uh, little bit of a uh, situation, but it ended fairly quickly too. Oh, that's good. Uh, and those fans were thrown out, and I was almost thrown out. But anyway. <laughs> Gone from like, there. Um, come to that defense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, it's always been, you know, it, it's 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 historic since the Raiders Chiefs started playing each other, and a lot mm-hmm. of it stemmed from Al Davis and his wanting to take credit for Lamar Hunt building the NFL, basically, as we know it, I should say. Mm-hmm. And Al Davis wanted to take a lot of that credit. He wanted, you know, he he was one of the ones that spearheaded the, uh, they didn't want Arrowhead to be a dome stadium or a retractable dome. And Lamar, I've got pictures of it and mm-hmm. one of the original architecture drawings of it where he had this set up to where it would cover both fields. And that's, it was on a rolling track. That, that, I, not, uh, before, I'm just going to jump in. That hurt. That's hurt the Chiefs, to be honest. Because yeah. like we, they won't let us host the Super Bowl because we don't have a dome, which I think yeah. is stupid. Yeah, but you're exactly right. Man. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was, you know, and that that was one of the things that Al Davis really fought against us having was, a, a, a re- and it was basically, and I don't know if you've ever seen them, but they're the old, it, it looked like the old style car washes that were made out of metal and they were just round. Mm-hmm. That's what this thing looked like, but on a 50 times larger scale. And wow. it basically rolled over, and it was on tracks, so they could roll it over the stadiums if it was inclement weather or whatever mm. the case may be. And this was in 1969, 1970, oh, okay. when he came up with this. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it never it never happened. And then, of course, domes came out and things of that nature all started popping up. And I know the Chiefs do, you know, at one point probably will get another stadium. You know, we don't know when, but uh, it probably will happen. 
I don't and think it's going to happen for a while. But yeah, go ahead, man. Sorry. I think within the next maybe five to five years or so, they'll probably have another stadium. Um, add my money. Yeah, they're going. They might. <laughs> Yeah, I think they're going to with with what we've done with this team, and that's what's going to generate the revenue. Is yeah, yes, the revenue. you know not just from people coming to the games, but you know the city will pitch in, and then everybody will be happy, and then you know we'll get that new stadium. But you got to be a, a contending team, and somebody that's earning not just money from their home state, yeah, or home city, but from around the league, and you know any all whether it be endorsement money or whatever the case may be, advertisement money. So you have to be one of those teams if you're going to or just be Jerry Jones rich and then you can just build it whether you, you know, somebody says you can or can't. Mm-hmm. But um, that's just kind of how, you know, it is with us. And, and the, the rivalry has been great. I mean, yeah, it's man. been, you know, for the most part, other than these last really 12 years, I guess, um, or a little longer, the, the Raiders were part of our nemesis issue back in the 80s and even somewhat of the 90s, you know. Yeah, they still uh, get teams. They did, but that you know that went downhill around 02, and it never really came back um, to the full a full degree anyway. I should say, and I mean they had spurts here and there, but it was never anything fantastic. I think mm-hmm. the last time they made the playoffs was 2002, if I'm not mistaken. No, they made it in 20. Ooh, third, four, third, four, no, 13. 16, 16, 16. That's no, right. yeah, 16. 16, mm-hmm. 16, that's right. So that's two, I guess that's two playoff appearances in, yeah. in that span of time. But um, I don't know. It, it's now that they're a little bit better as far as the team is concerned and they've proven that they can put up some points if they want to, it doesn't necessarily mean they're a better team than anybody. That just means that they've gotten a little better over the last couple of years. I hear you, man. So... Um, and mm-hmm. Carr is actually playing one of his best seasons. I'll give him that. Although their record, I mean, I don't know if their record is indicative of, of their play or if the other way around, but uh, Carr has had, I think he's got 16 touchdowns, two interceptions. Mm-hmm. He's not playing horrible football right now, like we've seen the, over the last couple of years. But if you when you piss off Andy Reid, which is extremely hard to do, and the fact that him and John Gruden were friends for a long time, I think up until this point, if you want my opinion, I think that kind of put a damper on the respect factor that Andy had for John Gruden. Oh, I agree. And yeah, and you know his comments said it all. I mean, we got the news clippings of all of it. So yeah, man. Um, you know, what, I would. You know, sir, yeah. What I would ahead. say just about the Raider Weekend Journal, like I know JP, obviously, we all know he's the ancient dinosaur on this show. I'm joking with you, man. No, um, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, um. JP has seen a lot of the Raider in the Powell times with DT with J.D. Bird and got to see him with Willie Rowe. And I'm more of like that newer generation friend, but I have respect for the past. And for what I've seen is, yeah, the Chiefs have always done a pretty good job of beating up on the Raiders. I mean, yeah. memories that come to my mind, like the 4th and 40, Der- uh, Derek Johnson's goal line stand, DeMond Charles ripped up the field in 2013, five touchdowns. I mean, five touchdowns he had in that game. I mean, yeah. there's just a bunch. I mean... Demetrius Harris, I know, he caught a crazy, like, side... I don't even know how to describe it. He, like, jumped and turned around on his back and caught a touchdown. I mean, there's just so many crazy memories that I remember as a fan. It just shows me. It just brings out the best. It didn't matter if the Chiefs were all in, like, okay, the Chiefs were, like, two and mm, ten. They were bringing their best on Raiders Week. So that's all I got to say, man. It's just a great rivalry. It really is. I mean, it's, you know, it's always been, it's crazy with the ASC West because 
every team has one team that they, in their division that they just can't stand. And with the Chiefs, they've always been okay with the Broncos. They've always been okay with the Chargers. The Chargers were never really a threat, you know, hardcore threat to us at any point over the last, since 2004 anyway. Mm-hmm. But other than our time when we really, you know, screwed the pooch there for a couple of years, but um, yeah. right before Andy Reid. But with Philip Rivers and, and everybody, you know, they still have a common respect for each other. And there's yeah. just no love loss at all when it comes to the Raiders. And it's not just Bro, the fans. Real. Players that come in that even come from other divisions and never even had to deal with the Raiders or players like even like a Tyron Matthew that have been with in his short career has been with now what three teams I think oh well we're so, the third team yeah mm-hmm. we, yeah so to be the fact that he's at home now and he's got a contract and he's not going anywhere for a while it's for him it's even a rivalry and even though he's playing it cool and he's staying calm for the most part he's not calm oh you know he's, he's gonna pissed. come out he's gonna hurt people he's yeah. pissed about this game yeah he I is mean... <laughs> yeah, yeah so and it's... they're all pissed I mean I'm hearing it. So you got Chris Jones at, uh, believe me when I tell you, that's not going to be a pretty sight if he gets a hold of him. And Ooh, Frank know. Clark. Yeah. And Frank Clark's going to do everything he can. Every absolute thing he can he, to bring Carr down. He may not get the stats, but he affects the game a lot more ways than people realize. <laughs> oh, yeah. Without fail. He, mm-hmm. he yeah, needs without. to be um, given the respect by Chiefs fans because – he has played really, really well. They're sending his best, best defenders at him. I mean, off, yeah, best defenders at him. So I'm well, and that's the but, thing with that is it. That's where it goes to show you when, when you hear fans complain about a player because they don't have seven or eight, ten, twelve sacks already, or whatever the case may be. It's, it the, the game is not all dependent upon sacks. Yeah, it's not all depend. You know, there's quarterback pressures. There's the scare factor that they put off that a run play may not go their direction or mm-hmm. a pass play may not go their direction or the quarterback won't roll out in his direction. Yeah. So when you, when he takes away that part of the field for a quarterback, then it gives the rest of the defensive line an opportunity for the uh, complete opposite side of the field to be able to do what they do. And it, it limits that quarterback. And that's something that Frank Clark does that no one gives him credit for yeah. is he limits the ability of the offense to take that side of the field. And when you can do that, you're. It doesn't matter if you have four sacks or eight sacks. You're doing your job, and that's just the way it is. So people have to realize that, and that's true for any player that plays this game in any position. If you're doing your job, regardless if you have, like a Tyree Kill, you could you could like right now he's leading the league in touchdowns. I think he's got nine receiving touchdowns. But then you look at like a Nicole Hardman that's not even up for the Pro Bowl right now, which kind of irritates me. But given the fact that he has his speed, and then you got Tyree Kill that has already got nine touchdowns, it gives McColl an opportunity, it gives Sammy an opportunity, which is coming mm-hmm. back this week. Yeah, Sammy's coming back, so I can't wait yeah. for that. So you've got to look at it from a different perspective. You know, yeah, Sammy may be not, just say in one game, he may not have a 100-yard reception, but he's drawing it off of Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill, D-Rob or whoever else is out on the field at that time. He's drawn all the attention away. And that's why we're so explosive because we have so many great weapons and a quarterback that can get it to anybody, including an offensive lineman that shouldn't even be catching a football, but is. Mm -hmm. We've done that this year. 
So, you know, it's just, it's a different game. You know, it's a different game when you look at it from that perspective. No, you're right, man. It's, so. it's at this point, I mean, it's just crazy all the firepower that we have on offense and defense, man. Yeah. And just yeah. the Raider week in general, dude. It's, it's awesome. Gonna be, it, means just, it just brings it to fruition, the best of the best. Yeah. But yeah, man. So when uh, John Gruden, well, what was your first thoughts when you heard that he decided to blame it on that bus driver? I, I mean, I figured typical John Gruden. I mean, making up an excuse. And then the way he deferred the question was even more annoying because he, he was so arrogant about it. You know, it was basically, well, I'm sure you can find a smart aleck bus driver out there that's had some snide remarks as we got on the bus. Maybe you can go ask him. This is ridiculous. Next question. So it annoyed him that people were asking him the question because it actually happened. And then there's video footage of it out there actually yeah. happening. A fan where a couple sent it of people deny it. Yeah, and yeah. It, that's right. Fans sent it to us. And not only that, it was denied prior to that. So that's what they a lot of people aren't did. realizing. They know, they know what, they, what did. they did. And now he answered that they did. So Carr's reaction at the end of that game said it all for me. <laughs> he was okay. crying. This man was he crying. Because he beat he Mahomes. He was crying like he just won the Super Bowl. And in his mind, he did. Because that was his Super Bowl. Because oh, I don't think they'll ever reach one. I don't think with Carr they will reach a Super Bowl. I do not believe it. He's okay. He's a good, decent quarterback at times. He is not a Super Bowl quarterback. I'm sorry, but he is not. It, I just I don't agree. see that. He has a lot to improve in certain situations. He does. And he's been in the league now seven years. So I think it's time that he should have gotten that that figured out, but he hasn't. But anyway, um, what's your thoughts on this week? What do you think uh, is going to happen? Man, um, just by what I've heard from Tyron Matthew. What Eric Bainby, what Eric Bainby said today had me want to run through a wall. Oh yeah. I mean, this oh, man yeah. is just a manifesto when it comes to the words and motivation. I mean, he what he said, you want to win. He's talking about he was talking about Mahomes, and he's like, yeah, he's they mathematically lost, but that shows you have to pay attention to detail even more than what you did before. And when you get, the, you have to hate losing. And when you hate losing, you want perfection. That's what this team has. Basically, what he said. That's what we needed to strive for every time. And he said a bunch mm-hmm. more stuff, but I mean, like this man can preach, <laughs> coach. Well, and preach. that's the I mean, thing. I mean, and it's, it's true, and that's something that you know people don't realize that he is so great at, and that's why I think he should already be a head coach. Um, to be honest, I'm glad he's not because I'm glad he's still with us self for selfish reasons, but he is a, an extreme motivator and he's right. That's the, one of the things that, you know, you have to hate the feeling of losing. You hate the defeat. You hate how you feel the next day, the next week, the next month. And as long as you have that inside that you hate the way it feels to lose, then all you have to do is go out there and win. Because mm-hmm. you don't ever want to feel that again. And it sucks to lose. If you're competitive, it sucks. Yeah, you're, you not, you're not wrong there at all, man. You're not They wrong. tell you, it's funny because they teach you, you know, like they. I've got a daughter in private school. Great example. And it's always, a, and, and I get it, okay? You, you, you don't want to push your kids to a point where they're mean and rude and everything else, no matter what age they are. But in the same aspect, they teach them, well, losing is okay. You did your best. And... To you me, strive for greatness every you time. You have to, yeah. You can praise a kid for doing their best and also let them know that it doesn't feel good to lose. 
Mm-hmm. And if you can do both of them at the same time, which the enemy can do, and he pounds it into him, and then he gets Mahomes fired up, and Mahomes doesn't want to lose, and then that resonates into the defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. And then you got a guy like Tyron Matthew and Chris Jones and Frank Clark that absolutely hate to lose. Then you got a team that's determined. And that's why I think the enemy, with the way he preaches to these guys and the way he trains and coaches and mentors and motivates, keyword is motivating. Mm-hmm. He's going to, it resonates through the entire roster. It's not just Mahomes and the wide receivers. It's everybody. Everybody gets that feeling, you know, and they, and that's, what's great about our team is nobody likes, nobody likes the feeling of loss on our team. And when they do, they rally together and they figure out a way to win every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And You're not wrong there, that's, man. That's what it takes. You know, we don't get down on ourselves. We don't, you know, go on a four game losing streak. We don't, repeat the same thing you know we did wrong you know we, we make 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 a mistake and we learn from it so with that being said um it's raider week baby so dude i it's can't wait yeah i can't it's wait for be this a game. game and yeah. when i saw them lose that in that game of Raiders, i wasn't mad but i'm like hey these games are gonna happen but boy man the chiefs yeah. defense has improved a lot since then yeah. And with the additions of a couple players, man, and looking for the future, oh uh, we know it's going to be good, man. So, um, DeAndre Baker, what do you think about that move that she's gone to the practice squad? Well, me and you had talked about that before it happened. Mm. And I thought it was a good idea. Um, I knew that, you know, the Chiefs wanted him out of the draft last year. Of course, we couldn't get him. But um, when the Chargers were dropped, that's when I knew. And then... A few minutes later, I think I called you and told you we were going to try to pick him up. Well, he's a first-round great corner. Sorry, go ahead. No, no. And we ended up just getting him. And I think it's a great move, on my, yeah. in my opinion. I agree with you, man. He's a first-round great cornerback. And we get yeah. him for, like, a, basically, essentially, as we picked him in the third round. And, yeah, I mean, that just shows you, man, is we're going to have one of the coldest, baddest, uh, most athletic secondary groups in the league. I wouldn't be yeah. surprised if Baker plays this year. I would not be surprised. Oh, I got a be... feeling we're going to see him play. When, so. Okay, what would you think he would come into? Do you think it's going to be in the December time frame and let him learn all through November? Yeah, or... I think so. Yeah, I okay. think they're going to let him learn and try to grasp the offense, or I mean the defense. And then I think, you know, with the addition of Sneed coming back soon and or maybe this week, I can't remember. Is it this week he's back? I don't know. They haven't elevated him. If they were to elevate, it's going to be tomorrow or Saturday. That's one yes, of the days I, we're going to know. I, well, um, we could use him for this game. We could use him. We could. We could. Um, I would love to see him back this week. But we've got a couple of players that aren't going to be – I don't believe are playing at all. But um, I think we need him back um, on the field. And I'm hoping he's ready to come back. But I think if we see a decline – in any way on that side of the field, mm. we might see Baker in sooner if Snead's not ready to go. That's, so I, 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 I agree with that. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's just with the emergence of Baker, someone's going to go. And I don't want to see Bashad go. Ward is great. But I don't yeah. know if they're going to, if he has a bad year, will they try to get rid of him? I still think Ward's going to be a stable piece. But he's, he said in his interviews this week, he, the bye week really helped him out. With his hand healing, so he said so he yeah. thinks he's in a better spot than what he's ever been before. 
Well, he was hurting. I mean, he even admitted it. And I told her, me and you have talked about this on the show. He's been playing to hurt for the last seven weeks. So you got to give the, or I guess six weeks. So you got to give the guy some slack. I mean, he still hasn't allowed a lot to get past him. He doesn't get no, hurt. I mean, I watched, I watched Pat Peterson get burned three times in the first half in this game and missed tackles um, out of his assignment, completely lost in the middle of the field. And then he, he, there was probably three or four tackles he could have easily made and they were, they just burned him. Yeah. So Ward is not allowed that this year. Yeah. He's not had interceptions, but don't expect that with somebody with a broken hand. We've yeah, got other I, guys that have stepped up and done people that. People are expecting him to be a superhuman. I mean, he's playing out there with a broken hand, and his hand yeah. is just now feeling better. It doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. These well, players aren't superheroes. Yeah, and people don't realize how hard it hurts when if it's cold outside and your hand slams into somebody's helmet that's already broken, exactly. or it gets slammed on or stepped mm-hmm. on, or you you know you you put all your weight on it to stop yourself from slamming into the ground, and at that speed, it's not something you can think about sometimes you just put your hand down that's a normal reaction mm-hmm. and it hurts like hell yeah so the same people are criticizing the same people who could not who can't do it what are you doing what that's exactly hand. right 100 and that just irritates 100%. me because yeah got a lot of couch gms couch coaches yep. trying to say yep. oh fire Eddie reed hire mike lead cut frank clark um get rid of patrick it's stupid stuff i mean it's yeah. still stuff I mean, well, it just makes no we sense know who a couple of those people are, and most of them are drunk. So, I mean, it is what it is. They, you know, when you when you drink too much, and then you you you, you open your mouth or you got an outlet because nobody else is standing there listening to your bullshit, you're going to say things like that. So, it is what it is. Yeah. That's why you know you know that's why people that drink love to have company. You know, misery loves company. That's what they love because they can put it out on Twitter, and if they get any reaction at all, that's what they're looking for. It's some kind of solidification of their life. Mm. But um, and if they if that's all they want for out of life, that's great for them. Um, if you want to do it right, look at the game and watch the game and pay attention to it and realize what's out there. That's, in my opinion, that cornerback position in today's day and game is the hardest position to yeah. play. You can't really even play defense. No, no, you can't. And you've got to know everything that's going on with your assignment. And you may have two you have to cover. And you've got to be able to distinguish which one you're going with. And and not only that, God forbid that you touch somebody past the five-yard line or even sometimes within the five-yard line, mm-hmm. um, a scrimmage, because then you're going to get a penalty on you. You know, if somebody trips you up and you fall on top of them, you're the one that gets called. Yep. So everything All you do, time. if you don't turn, yeah, if you don't turn and look at the ball directly at the ball when you're trying to make a play, then it's, you know, it's defensive pass interference. So you've got to, be on top of your game 100% to be a cornerback in this league. It just is what it is. Yeah. And it's no different for safeties. Safeties are the same way right now. So this game has changed. It's evolved. And anybody that thinks that they can do it, I'd love to see you go out there and and, and try it one time after getting off the couch and talking <laughs> all that shit. So anyway, with that being said, um, I think, that, you know, he's not – he's a. He, He's not. He's on a rookie deal. Okay. Baker? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's basically a rookie money. Okay. So you got to figure, it's the second year in the league. Okay. All the drop. The charges were dropped. 
he was picked back up by a team that can utilize that rookie situation mm-hmm. and his past troubles for the next two years. So, and then maybe three if you pick up a fifth-year option on him. So, in that time frame, we can potentially keep everybody we have. We don't have to get rid of anyone. We don't. If you really think of no. We're we don't have to for get a bargain everybody. price. Yeah. I mean, you're talking... <laughs> Third round pick money, so yeah, I, I would I would not complain about that in any way. Um, and he just wants the opportunity to play, and here's a that's great it. opportunity for him to play with some of the best defensive minds in the NFL. Yep, I told somebody yesterday they were asking me about you know his issues. I guess apparently he's had some issues in the past, and which I don't know if they're really considered issues or not. But that's just from coaching. It's not you know from coaches that may not be. Um, as good at bringing the best out of players that they should be, um, just kind of like the guy in the you know with the Jets, what's his name, Adam Case or whatever. Yeah, Adam um, Gase. yeah, Adam Gase. So it's, I mean, Jason Garrett. Um, I can go on, but uh, it players that have those issues tend to play better under Andy Reid than they do anybody because, else. Because, and I don't want to interrupt you, but as someone else said this to me. Bill Belichick is going to get that player and make him a good football player. Andy's going to get that guy and make him a better man and a football player. Make sure he exactly. is better for the future. And that's exactly. greatly important because Andy, it takes a lot to piss Andy off. And he has taken so many players under the wing. Michael Vick. He had Don mm. Manav for a little bit. I mean, yep. I don't even... Who else has he had under his wing that's had issues? I mean, he's had a lot he's of players. He's taken a lot of players. And he's helped a lot become of better men. I mean, that just shows yeah. you. I mean, I was yeah. watching the Michael Vick uh, ESPN 30 for 30 documentary, and he Andy said he's already paid his repentance to society. We're going to yeah. help him get better. And that's what they did. So that just shows and he's turned you. out to be a great human being. I mean, mm-hmm. he really has. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, Andy even took a couple of wide receivers that other people didn't want and tried their best with him, you know? Yeah. I mean, Terrell Owens. Okay. That's true. He, he so, worked with him. Hey, that's yeah. something to deal with. I mean, he, they were able to do it. I mean, he held on for a full year. He was yeah. able to do it. So, I mean, it's just, Andy's just good with, he, he makes, he will make you a better person, a better father, a better kid, a better mm-hmm. husband, a better football player. And he molds you to be this person after football that you may not be if you were stuck, say, with the Browns or with, the Patriots. The, the All Patriots, they want to do is win. Cowboys. Exactly. You know, we want to win, but we also, Andy wants to make sure you're an adult. You grow up with, he wants to put the values in people that will sustain the rest of their lives. Yeah. And and that's the difference between him and every other coach <clears throat> in the NFL. And for a long period of time, the only other coach that I would say had that same mentality and was such a great guy all the way around is from the Colts. Um, uh, and I can't No, the one from uh, when Manning was there, and I can't think of his name oh, right Tony now. Oh, Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy. Mm-hmm. Tony Dungy is another great individual that's been through some hardships in his life, and he is extremely w- good with players. I mean, he always always was. So, But he's not coaching anymore. Yeah, he's retired. Um, He's retired, but you know, it's, it's one thing to go out there and coach and win a few Super Bowls and be this and be that, but it's another thing to be Andy Reid 
I mean, it just is. He's a whole different world. Of You're the not coach. lying. You're not lying, man. So, and we got the, best the privilege of re-signing him and Brett Veach to contract extensions, which is absolutely phenomenal. What do you think of that? Five-year deal, bro. Yeah. Hey, the chances go Super Bowl every year has risen. <laughs> it has. More than what they did. It has. It has. You got the best duo, coach GM duo in football right now. No one could ask for two better people to lead a team than those two guys right there. And then you got the absolute best offensive coordinator slash soon-to-be head coach in the league, in my opinion, with Eric Bieniemy. So you can't, you can't, you can't ask for more than what we've got right now. You just can't. Hey man, we are this, truly blessed, dude. We're about to truly have blessed. one of the best teams I think in NFL history. The one of the oh, best yeah. dynasties possibly. So oh, yeah. I can't wait to be honest. I can't wait to see what happens. So it's you know it's it's funny because I know a lot of people said they got bored with saying the same old names all the time. Oh Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Tom Brady. You know it was always the same I thing. The same oh. stuff every week. If we're being honest. Yeah, it's like honestly, you know, people got so tired of saying his name, but you still have your guys out there that. You know, when Tom Brady's on the field, all they do is jockey him. Like, he's the best thing that ever played the game. And then when he lost 38-9 to or whatever it was, 38-6 to to the Saints um, and didn't score a touchdown, well, this is just what 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 happened. I, I Is he sick? Do you think he feels good? This, um, he something. got exposed. That's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they always make up excuses for this guy. Yeah, if Mahomes they always has, do. You know, it's annoying. Yeah. I mean, if Mahomes has a bad game or he hasn't done the greatest in the first half, as well, Mahomes is just not playing. You know, he's just not playing well. He's just not, he's not making good decisions. You know, if Tom Brady does it, well. A lot of people take the Skip Bayless route. They always blame everyone besides Brady, but give him all the credit, which isn't true. And Shane Sharp, I love it. He always catches Skip in those contradictions and said, You're telling me Tom Brady can have a bad game, and it's not his fault. It's everyone else besides him. But if he wins the game, oh, it's all Tom Brady. That's not how it works. Football's a team game. Football is a team game. Well, I tell you what, I've watched their last two games, the Bucs, and I got to tell you, I kept hearing all this hype about these. I mean, you and I both got some DMs about these wide receivers that they had at the beginning of the season. Not DMs, but messages through Twitter. um, They were heated. Saying how how great how great their wide receiver core is and they are so much better than the chiefs and i gotta tell you watching the last two games even with antonio brown there they do not have 50 percent of what the chiefs have as far as weapons are concerned no man or players you can't compare the two you can't can't wait for the defensive battles to see how we match up with them yeah yeah it's going to be amazing I mean, it really is. It's going to be, and Brady hit the ground a few times pretty hard in that last game. And that, uh, I think it was a Saints game. They drilled him a few times. And I think he threw four picks or something like that. Yeah, three picks three, and a yeah, fumble. Three, or, mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was just, I was like, wow. I mean, I think he had nine yards after the first quarter or something, maybe less. I don't know. But he played horribly. And I, the look on his face was classic. To say the least, you know, during both of those games, because he he looked like he was defeated, and I like when he looks like that. To be honest, because he's had that chip on his shoulder for so many years, and now he realizes that 
all that shit that he dealt with and all the stuff that he got handed to him for the last 20 years. Yeah. It's not going to work no more. It's It's not not going to work work no more. And Mm -hmm. he's got a coach now that calls him out. Which I think is phenomenal because Me too. he isn't people try to say Tom Brady should not get called out. He's a player just like everyone else. He throws a pick to lose a game, it's on they, the team loses. Yeah. So Yeah, you can't just sit there. Bruce Arians is not he's never been one to single out a player, but he's never been one to not call out a player. If it's three different players that made mistakes, he's gonna call out all three of them. Yeah. And so far, I've never in the twenty years that Brady's played the game. Have I ever seen him get called out until this year? He's been called out four different times. No, I wouldn't be surprised if Belichick called him out behind closed doors, but he's not yeah. Belichick's going to do that in front of everyone. No, he's not. He's not going to do that. Um, but Arians doesn't care. You know, if they if somebody asks him, what do you think happened to the game? What, 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 what went wrong? Well, Brady made some mistakes. He made some bad passes. He overthrew this. He did that. He fumbled the ball. I mean, he flat out says it. You know, our receivers aren't catching the balls. You know, our defense didn't play up to par. This particular player didn't do it. You know, he's just a different type of coach. So he will call him out. And I think that's his way of trying to motivate them in some ways. Uh, It may not be the smartest way, but, or the way other coaches may do it, but that's what he does. But anyway, I think it's good that he is called out because he's deserved, he's needed it a a lot of times in his career. He just never got called out publicly. And other than by fans, you know, and media. Yeah. But, um, so, you know, it just is what it is. Uh, I think this week we got some predictions, didn't we? Some predictions? Somebody asked us for predictions. Yeah, man. So what do you, yeah, why don't you go ahead? What do you think the uh, prediction score is going to be? What's your prediction? Well, I'll go. I'm, I'm not normally a stats person and I normally don't go by that, but with Andy Reid, you can. Because he's eighteen and three off the bye, mm-hmm. and we weirdly enough, this will be the third season in a row that we're playing the Raiders after our bye week. And wow, the that past two something. times, yeah, and the past two times we put up forty plus on them Ooh. both times after the bye. So, given the fact that we did that prior to the bus driver incident, um, and the the victory lap. And given the fact that we're coming off of a bye where Charcander, I mean, yeah, where, where um, I always say Charcandrick, where uh, Charvarius Ward's going to be healthy. We're going to have Sammy back in the mix, um, which is a huge impact. No matter how you look at it, when he's on the field, he's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to have a, I'm not sure yet about Swartz or Fisher. I know they're they activated were, off the list. What's that? They're not on the list anymore. The COVID list got activated off. They got it, but I don't think Mitchell Schwartz is playing because of his back. Yeah, I I don't think he's he's out. Shut down for a while. But I think Fisher's going to be in, and um, I'm not sure if Snead is going to be activated the next day or two or or not. I don't know. Um, I know he's. They said he's practicing, so um, I thought he was going to be activated last week, to be honest with you, but they didn't do it. Um. Other than that, I think it's going to be 40. I'm going to call it and I'm going to say, I'm going to say 40, 42, 17. Wow. That's a big score margin, bro. Yeah. 42, 17. I think the Chiefs are going to end up winning. I'm going to say 37 to 14. I think the defense is going to smother them, to be honest. Yeah. They're tired of it. They're tired of hearing about John Gruden. 
they the Boston are. incident. What they need to yeah. do is they need to beat them and they need to run around the field and plant. You know what they should do, dude? They should go <laughs> and do this. I'm going to call right now. I don't know if no player ever listens to this show, but this is what you guys should do. When you score that touchdown, you need to go run to the Raider emblem, get a Chiefs flag, run around, and then stick that thing right there in the middle. Just stick it right <laughs> there in the middle and walk off. That's all you got to do when the game is over. Just do that. Just do that. Yeah. And that just shows yeah. you that this is Arrowhead West, and we are here to stay. Yeah. The well, rent, I think you pay us we, rent. You pay us rent. We can win every right. So right. this is the Chiefs time, man. They need to do something like that. They need to stick a flag in the middle of that silly Raider outfit or wherever they have. Well, I got to tell you, the Keep one the person blood rolling. I thought about is Tyreek Hill. And you know, he can be a smartass, and I love it, because he can be vindictive just like anybody else. And I just had this crazy feeling, man, that for some reason Tyreek is going to get a few guys together, and they're just going to run around the field. They just might. Shoot. I mean, I mean, that'd be an unsportsmanlike conduct, and then Andy's going to have to no, pull him out of the game. The game. Game oh, over. Game oh, over. yeah. They need to. Yeah. yeah. They need to. They so need to. And just run straight into the into the you know tunnel and be done with it. I could see Tyreek doing something like that um, because he's funny as hell. What would Mahomes do? He's funny. I mean, Mahomes too. He liked to get. I mean, remember the Bears? He counted the one, two, three, yeah, four. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I don't know. You know, Mahomes is so damn classy. It's it's. I don't it's know, man. He might have that to. That rode the wrong though. way. Yeah, he it did. Off Andy, off. He loves Andy. Yep, and that's that's something that uh, I got a feeling that page two might get opened up a little bit for this game because I, I think Andy wants to prove a point. I know Mahomes this wants to prove a point. This is it's a statement, statement game. This is a statement game. It is. And then we get three games up on the Raiders. Um, you know, that's fantastic. I like you said. You know, with are we going to get the first seed? It could happen. Um, it's to me, given the fact that, I mean, any given Sunday, anybody can beat you, but it does seem like Pittsburgh has, I mean, honestly, the easiest schedule I've ever seen um, next to the 2018 um, Patriots. And actually, this is probably an easier schedule. Really, the only team that Pittsburgh has had to play is the Ravens. Everybody else they have played, they they, they were below 500 teams. They almost lost to the Cowboys. And then they almost lost to the Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? <laughs> How about them? So, you know, um, I, I I don't know, man. I mean, I I don't think Pittsburgh's going to win. I don't think they're going to go 16-0. I just no, don't see it happening. Well, honestly, I think it's possible. It is possible. I, I think just don't they think ha- it's going to happen. I think they will because you look at the schedule, they don't play anyone. Well, here's my so, thing mm-hmm. about this. What about they are say thirteen and zero, maybe fourteen and zero, and then they decide to sit a few of their starters because they know they're going to the playoffs, and then maybe they'll lose. Well, and yeah, then, in that instance, they'll lose. Yeah, or if somebody gets injured, you know, I mean, Roethlisberger's pretty injury prone right now. He was injured a little bit, and it was last week or the week before, and they don't get a bye week until week thirteen. That's their bye week, is week 13. So they're playing third straight. Yeah, they're they're playing, I think it's after week 13. So they play 13 straight games, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Who, the Steelers? The Steelers. Steelers. Well, I mean, they got that COVID break in the middle. So, I mean, this is technically like their second bye. I guess it would be, yeah, because they did get that. Well, I think that's why they're, 
I think that's why they're playing all these straight games because they they did make up that game. So, or maybe they're, it, either they're making it up prior to the week 13 or maybe it's, maybe it's after, but they are going to make that game up. So I think that's why they're saying, you know, you're not going to get a real bye week until week 13. Mm-hmm. So, eh, you know, I mean, it's bound to happen. Somebody's going to get hurt, injured, or the Pittsburgh's just going to have a bad day and they're going to lose a game. And if they do, we are going to utilize that situation to get that first seed. And if we can do I that... I honestly don't know. believe it's necessary. I rather that she's just push through and keep I that, too, keep that know, blood really going. Nice. Yeah, but you know, again, 18-3 and three off the bye. That's true. That, so, that's true. I just you know, don't want a repeat of the Texans game. That was... um. <clears throat> Very uh, stressful game until Mahomes did his thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's when they let him go. You know, when when they get in that situation, they just let him go and do what he wants to do. And when that happens, it's over. I mean, it just is. Still, my so, favorite game to this day. I need yeah. a copy of it somehow. I need someone to send me a copy. If anyone out there can, help yeah, me out. That, that would be <laughs> awesome. Um, they they tend to um, Andy. I don't know what it is. You know, he, he when I was listening to his press conference, he said, you know, I know the stat. I never really paid much attention to it. He said, but I guess that's a pretty good thing to have, have you know, 18 and three off the bye week. And uh, he said, you know, I want to continue that streak up. And I think, didn't Brandon put out some stats? And we got Tyree Kill needs, I think, basically it's an average of... I don't know. Three, I guess three, maybe it's three or four yards a game to the end of the season to hit a thousand. Maybe it's a wow. Few, that's few saying something. Like that. Yeah, and then that sounds about Travis, right. Yeah, yeah. Travis Kelsey's really close to that same yardage percentage as far as what he needs per game to get to a thousand again. Um, it's it's, and then you got Clyde that's going to hit a thousand yards rushing. Well, it's concerning though because he was um had an illness today and I don't think it's COVID. No. But Daryl Williams was sick too. So I'm wondering if he's gonna even play this Sunday. Will he travel it's, with the team? Well I don't it's a know. stomach bug from what I heard, so it's just a it's a stomach bug. I mean it's, it's not, gonna be Le'Veon Bell season then be honest. Well, Le'Veon and Darwin playing, Thompson. Le'Veon's got his chance. I mean you know I mean how do you think Le'Veon will do because the first few games he's played with the Chiefs has been kind of lackluster for being honest. He had some well, he hasn't had there. a chance either though. That's true. You know I mean his first two uh, runs one was for seven, 16 yards, and one was for 17 yards, and then he was out of the game. And then when he came back in the second game, he I think he busted a 14 yarder, and then he had a few smaller runs, but then they pulled him out. Mm-hmm. And then the third game, it was kind of the same thing, you know. He did catch a reception, I think, for about I think it was 11 or 12 yards, something like that. Yeah, that sounds but, about right. Um, he really hasn't had an opportunity to get out there and play. So, and I know they were trying to get that offensive line used to his style of running, which is a smart idea. Um, before you throw a guy out there that has a running style that no one else has or has ever had with the Chiefs. So our runner, you know, our line is used to a certain style of back, and he is not like any other back that's ever played the game. So, eh, I mean, if he comes in now, I think they've gotten enough time under their belt and he's able to spread out in a wide receiver formation or just do his thing running, you know, whether it be a sweep or whatever the case may be, 
he's going to be able to do it. I think he's going to do well. I think he's going to play extremely well in this offense. It just, like I said, that's a hard thing to do is to be a running back like him with his finesse, his style, his patience with an offensive line that is used to opening up a hole that is really designed for a running back just to bust through within two or three seconds and be clear of the line of scrimmage. Exactly. Where Le'Veon, he follows and waits for that hole to open. And then he's able to burst side to side, which his burst, you know, his, his, his lateral bursts are great, but, um, and that's how he's able to run the way he does. So it's going to be interesting to see if Clyde doesn't play, um, how Bell will do. Cause I think he's going to be, he's going to take the majority of the snap to be honest. I mean, I don't, I don't know who else would. So, well, let's put uh, Clyde on the back burner for the rest of the season then. Cause they might just no. be running back by committee. I feel like they should just still put him in there. It's important to the team, in my opinion. I think so, too. I don't think it's going to put him on the back burner. I think it's just going to be more, like you said, a running back by committee to where they, they keep fresh legs in there all the time. And as long as they can read the defense, the offensive line can read the defense and they can see what's coming along, they're going to be able to adjust to that running back. And I think that's, nice. you know, part of it. So, Hey, I can't wait till they have them. Honestly, I can't wait till they have Clyde, Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, um, Kelsey, Watkins, Everyone on the field. Yeah. It's going to be awesome to see what's going to happen with them. It really so. is. It's uh, It sucks that uh, Hardman's going to be out. Yeah, week. the COVID. But, Man, yeah. the way he got it from what it's sounding like, that's messed up on whoever did that, the whole situation. it's I just don't understand why you would come in there with no masks. Well, they have um, – there's an investigation launched by Andy Reid and the Chiefs into the NFL and why that person was allowed to do that. So makes um, no sense to me. You're on COVID. Why are you gonna go in there with no mask? But yeah, oh well. it was just dumb. You well, know? This... and honestly, I don't know mm-hmm. what. I don't know the situation with McColl. If they just rushed up on him when he didn't have a mask with him, um, I don't really know that situation. I just know that it, he should have never been talked to by any NFL person or anybody else for that matter just out of the blue without a mask on and especially mm. somebody that hasn't been tested so exactly. they shouldn't be you know allowed in the facility well but, you know uh, this allows now for Tyreek Hill to take punts yeah it well, does 2016 when they played against the Raiders Tyreek hit no 15 no yeah this was six, yeah was no this 16. was 16 he yeah. ran back a beautiful one Thursday night football yeah Kyle Shan Tyreek he burst at that middle he made that team look silly. Travis did. Kelsey did his dance mocking. Um, what's that punter uh, for the Raiders? I forgot his name. Oh, um, I can't think of his name right now. Yeah, either. but I mean, that I'm was not... just awesome. Tyreek Hill, I mean, I can't wait to see what he does with these punt returns. The last time he did one, however, he did fumble. So that's a little concerning in the Texas game. Well, it happens here and there. But you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if you don't see Pringle back there doing it as well. So Hey, that's another option. Yeah, so I mean Pringle, he's he's good, and you know D Rob can return some punts if he oh, wants. Oh, he can. To. Yeah, he can return some punts. He's been back there a few times since we've had him, and he's done fairly well. He brought one back. I remember specifically brought one back. I think thirty-seven yards, which wasn't a bad return. Um, so, you know, it, it, we've got the weapons that are going to be able to fulfill any shoes we need to, and that's something that we've been waiting for for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And we finally got it over the last three years with the genius of each. Yes. That can bring in players that are just as good as the guy standing on the front lines 
And if he goes down, we got somebody to fill them shoes. You know, it's like Pringle. I mean, look how great he is, dude. I mean, people don't give him enough credit. They just don't. They don't. They don't. He's in one of a kind. Have you voted for the uh, Pro Bowl? Yeah, I voted all Chiefs players. <laughs> you already know, man. I did the same thing. I um, wish. Mm-hmm. Yep, I did the same thing. Okay. So. Yeah. I'm... Now I take that back. I take that back. I voted all Chiefs players, but you know what? Somebody that was a non-Chiefs player that I did vote for. Who? Alvin Kamara. That's good. Pick. I agree with that. I agree with yeah. that. He deserves to be in there. This year, if there's a player I go back through and vote for, it's going to be Dalvin Cook. Oh yeah, Dalvin Cook deserves it. He's he carrying is. that team. He should be in the MVP conversation. It's just not a quarterback award. It's not. Yeah. No, it's not. He should be in the MVP conversation. If we're being yeah. honest. Well, I can tell you now, um, it's funny how kind of Russell Wilson's kind of slid out of that MVP conversation after that well, last few games. He might be so. in after the game he just played. People are saying he's back in, so. What did I he don't do? Through two I touchdowns, had a pretty good game. He had a pretty good game. He didn't. I don't think he turned the ball over. Firing dots around the all around the field. So you know, so all those fans who say they are Chiefs fans will be like, oh, um, oh, um, Russell Wilson is better than Mahomes. They, I'm tired of seeing that man. I am. Mahomes too. is the He's better player. Team. He's 25 he and one. 25 yeah. and one. 25 touchdowns, one interception. That's the best. And that's a record, the by the league. way. That, yeah, that's, that's a, a record. I've not record. seen no other – Tom Brady didn't do that. Payne Manning didn't do that. John Elway definitely didn't do that. So, I mean, that shows you what special player we have on this team right now. You need to appreciate greatness. I just get irritated when I have all you know all these quote-unquote Chiefs fans. So, Chris, you know who I'm you seeing- are. Um, Whenever they want to go ahead and be saying stuff like, oh, Mahomes is the, isn't the good player correct. Russell Wilson is. Like, what are you watching? What you need to do is take your Chiefs gear to Goodwill. You take your Chiefs gear to Goodwill. Because if you're going to say something stupid like saying, oh, Russell, what's the MVP? He's a better quarterback. Take your Chiefs gear, go to Goodwill, and become another fan. Because it makes no sense whatsoever, in my opinion. You're just ignoring logic at this point. Yeah, I 100% agree. I mean, it's – I don't like when people – I I, I really can't stand when people sit there and and want to compare the two. Because when they do – it really proves that they don't know the game. Am I saying Russell Wilson is a horrible quarterback? By no, no, means. no, no. He's no. a phenomenal quarterback. I mean, he's probably at his age in that age bracket when you consider, you know, he's 35, I believe, and uh, Aaron Rodgers is 37. Then you got Drew Brees at 39 or 40, just turned 40. Tom Brady at 67, however old he is. You got all these older guys that are playing the game right now. And I think, in my opinion, Russell Wilson is the best out of all of these guys in that I age, agree. over he, 30. So He can play for another five years, I think, at a pretty good level. Oh, I believe he's so, really too. He's really not been injured, so he has yeah. the opportunity to do it. Yeah, 100%. And he's got some, you know, he does have some weapons out there with with uh, with Lockett and with uh, that rookie kid. Um, DK. God, that Metcalf has turned out to be a phenomenal player. He is good. Um, he's got some, he's finally got weapons that he can throw to. And he is accurate. He's very accurate. He's just not. I don't know the decision making sometimes is not the best because he continues to float the. I've seen it. He floats the ball, floats the ball, and then you got a guy running back for the touchdown. Yeah. I mean, exactly. he does this year after year. Yeah. Hundred percent. I mean, you have to sling it like Mahomes does sometimes. Get to get it to him. Now exactly. it may resort to incomplete sometimes, but it's going to not be a turnover and lost possession. I would rather him 
and that's the thing. I would rather Mahomes, because he's so good at not throwing interceptions, even when he may not throw a completion, but he is so damn good at improvising during a play. And there's, you know, it's, it's split second decisions that you have to make to be able to do what he does and do it correctly. And I would much rather have him have a few drop passes or a, through over, a few overthrown balls, no interceptions, and make and take the opportunity or take the chance to make that play exactly. versus somebody that doesn't take it and holds it, you know, and gets sacked, fumbles, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. A lot of Russell, what Russell, Russell Wilson does. So we're lucky in that sense with Mahomes because he does have the football IQ. He's able to make those split second decisions that most people cannot make. And he's mobile enough and has more. And I watched Kyler Murray try it tonight. He tried a ball. He tried I mean, honestly, he looked like Mahomes rolling out of the pocket. He was getting chased down. He launched a ball across his body. And when he did, it didn't turn out real well. I mean, it was not accurate in any way. Um, it was so far off the mark that it looked like he was throwing the ball away, to be honest with you. But he really wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, no, nobody can do that like Mahomes. No Aaron Rodgers kind of close. Aaron Rodgers does a pretty, pretty damn good job of throwing across his body, but nothing like Mahomes does. Nothing. And I don't know another quarterback out there that's even within the same continent as Mahomes when it comes to that. So. You're not wrong. Mahomes is the best quarterback, and people need to realize his greatness now. That's all I'm yeah. going to say, man. But yep. moving on to these uh, questions, man. We got a yeah, couple questions. Go. Uh, do you want to go and share yours first? Let me go ahead and go. Let's see. Um, let's go down to the bottom here because somebody asked something early, and uh, I wanted to get to them. Oh, it's kind of comical. It says um, score predictions for Sunday, which we gave out. You said 38-14. Mm-hmm. And I said forty-two seventeen. Yep. So um, that was from. Um, it looks like Blaine Cly at Blaine Cly. He also want to know how bad will the Chiefs beat the Raiders. <laughs> so he, I guess he wants us to blow out scores, and that's what we gave him. They will blow yeah. him out. That's the whole. Yeah, it's going to be a they blowout. Have a good sh- chance. Yeah, I think it's going to be a blowout. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just is what it is. Yeah. Okay, go ahead, man. You got the next up. one is from a uh, Zach. We will we resign Breland? And does Steve have a good future with the Chiefs? Breland, I feel like if they can win the Super Bowl, he may leave. But I think the culture here, I don't think he will. He may take a pay cut. I'm not for sure. But Breland probably doesn't want to stay on this team. It's one of the best defensive schemes he's playing. The best that he's ever played in his entire career with this team. Yeah. So I honestly do not see him leaving. And when it comes to Snead, yes, he does have a future here. Yeah, he's a life. Those two games he played, he balled out. Yeah, Snead's a life. I can't wait to see what he's going to do. Yeah, give him a little this time. Contract. We're about yeah. to have. I said, we're about to have one of the coldest, the coldest secondary groups in the league. So just sit back, strap your seatbelt, and get ready for this rack. It's about to be a good time. That's right. I mean, I think Snead's a lifer with the Chiefs. I don't think he's going anywhere. As far as Breland is concerned, I, I, I agree with you. I think he's going to stick around. I don't know that he would want to go somewhere else. Um, and I know, given the fact that he's had some injuries and a few other issues, not a lot of teams may want to put a bunch of, try. Uh, they would try to get him cheap. And if he's going to play cheap, he's going to play for us. 
He's not going to go anywhere. Well, yeah, play cheap and get the ring and then get that extra money you say all the time in the playoffs. For exactly. Yeah. So why not play for a team that you're still going to get paid and you're going to be on the national spotlight and be able to get to that Super Bowl and have that chance to get into the Super Bowl better than anyone else in, in the AFC or the NFC for that matter, rather than, you know, go play for the Jets and make nothing and be a nobody. Basically, end your career as... Bad, you know, in a bad situation, I should say. So I think Breland, I think he would be re-signed. That's my I opinion. Agree. I think mm-hmm. he would stay. Um, I agree. Yep. So who do we got next here? We had three or four. Um, I think you just got one more on Twitter. I think you said you had one on the DMs. Yeah, where's the one on Twitter here? We're seeing. Okay, here's this. Let's see. Um, where's it at? We had one I more. could go to do this one. You can do the one in the DMs if you go want. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So this is from the collector underscore KC. How many points will the Chiefs score on Sunday and why is it 50 plus? Well, if it is 50 plus, it's because the Chiefs do everything right. They execute. The defense sacks Carr about four or five times. He fumbles twice. They get a couple interceptions and they just have a field day. I mean, it's as simple as that. They come in, take care of business, leave, or they run around the field, like run the field, plant the flag in the middle of the Raiders. <laughs> um, end zone or that silly little thing they have in the middle of the field and then walk off. I mean, yeah. that's all we got to say. If yeah. one of them score 50 points, they have to play a perfect game. And I think they have a really good shot because this week, the execution for working for the coaching staff, they're going to come out with a vengeance and they want to win and oh, yeah. make Arrowhead West a permanent home. Yeah. I think what's going to, I think you're right. And, and honestly, if they, if they, they do have an opportunity to score 50 points. Um, if Andy is, you know, Andy being Andy, knowing how he is, if he, if we're up by 24, 28 points in the third, fourth quarter, and we're not at 50 yet, he's going to leave it up to Mahomes and the group to see if they're going to be able to score without putting any effort into it, I guess I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, but given the fact that he's, you know, Gruden's pissed Andy off he may just decide to go ahead and put 50 up. But they should show everything. No, they should not show everything because they got a lot of games left. And I think they are going to put out, I think even if they don't, if they, if they come out with just a couple of extra plays that they may not have planned on using yet, they're going to use them in this game. And that's just going to propel us to even, I, I see right now, I see us hopefully if I'm, putting the uh, the word out to the football gods right now. I had this weird feeling the other night that we were going to have 28 points by halftime. And that, that was just possible. something I put out. I mean, I, I don't know why it just popped in my head, but I could see us being up 28 to 6 at halftime. You know what I need? we need to do, JP? We need to get an APB out to Tyron Matthew so we can hear his speech before the game. Because you know he's going to be making them run through a brick wall. Oh, you know That's one is. thing I need to hear. If there's yeah. some way, someone, please, when they make a 30 for 30 about this team, record this speech he's about to give to them because it's going to be monumental. It really is. I mean, he's between him and Mahomes, I think these uh, they're going to get these guys fired up to a point of no return. And... You know, the one thing that I've noticed we've done over the last couple of weeks is it's helped us is we've minimized the penalties. Um, You know, we were kind of getting a little ahead of ourselves there a little bit, and we had a lot of penalties there, Mm -hmm. you know, during that middle part of the first quarter of the season. And 
we kind of minimized them a little bit. And I was, I was happy with that. Mm-hmm. I looked at, you know, I was like, even, you know, looking at this game tonight between Seattle and, um, and uh, Arizona, there were some very costly penalties in the first half of that game. There were a lot of false starts, a lot of holding penalties. A lot. I mean, even Larry Fitzgerald got called for holding, which I thought that was kind of a, to be honest with you. I mean, he snagged his Jersey a little bit, but there was a ho- horse collar penalty um, a, a, a fight broke out. I mean, it was just one after another after another in that first half of that game. I don't know what the, I didn't even, never see what the score ended up being um, between that game and that game tonight. But it was pretty close. The last time I looked, I think it was twenty. What was it twenty five, twenty three, or something like that? Mm-hmm. And then I think Seattle might have scored. So I don't know where they're at. I mean, um, Arizona might have scored. So I don't know where they are right now. Oh, oh, sorry. The uh, Seahawks won twenty eight to twenty one. Oh, they did win 28 Yeah, they ended up winning. Yeah, Carl's done. I've got the sack on fourth down. So they split Just, the season then. Basically, yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, I got to tell you, I, I'm pleasantly surprised with Arizona. I even mentioned that to Kurt Warner. I said, you know, that's a, I actually thought they would edge out the Seattle again, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought they would edge them out, but they didn't do it. It is what it is. Um so, DM, I got a question on DM here. Let me see. Um, where is it at? Okay, so. Oh, well, that's not the right guy. Sorry. All right. Um, will, with Baker being in the DM room, with even whether he's, you know, on practice squad or not, with his past and everybody always thinks he has this horrid past which he doesn't he's been in the league one year but um with his issue i guess his issues or whatever they consider issues do you think it'll work out within our db room yes i do they you couldn't ask for a better db room to be in than the one that we have right now you got a mentor in tyron matthew that is priceless you cannot put a price tag on what he can do for you. The leadership. He's just a pure leader. And he's going to get him in the right mindset, the right frame of mind to be able to be a professional and play the game. If he even has any of these issues that these other coaches have said about, you know, I've heard from one person that, oh, well, he's lazy, sucked. You know, he, he was almost a bust. Somebody put out, oh, he was almost a bust. I can't believe that she's picked him up. Look, we wanted him in the draft, and when Veach wants somebody, he sees something that maybe somebody else doesn't see, including somebody that sits on the couch and watches the game for from a player that ended up with a horrible team and gotten put into a bad situation. He's not the first player that ever be put in that situation mm-hmm. he was put in. He just happened to be caught in the crosshairs of a different system that didn't want to really help him. And we have a player on our team, if people don't remember, that got in stuck in a little extortion thing with their own family. And that was just two years ago. So everybody goes through something when money brings money brings out the worst in people that, you know, especially when you get instant money, it brings out the worst in family members. It brings out the worst in a lot of people. So especially depending on where you came from, if you came from absolutely nothing and your family had, you know, grew up with absolutely nothing, how I grew up when I was a kid, money will change people. It'll and they'll do some crazy shit to get your money from you, man. It just is what it is. It was proven. All the charges were dropped. 
as far as these coaches saying he was lazy, I, I'm not going to put any emphasis on a team that's won two games on the season. Veach knows. Veach knows it in the Veach knows. Correct. He wouldn't so, the Okay, at this point, if you're still doubting the moves Veach makes, then that's a problem because he's basically nailed a lot of most of the picks. He brings yeah. in players that helps. He's nailed about 98% of the people he's brought in since he's been with this organization. So, um, really, I mean, he nailed a lot, of, maybe more than that. But yeah, I think he's only I mean, had a he's couple He's only players missed on one turn. draft pick, and that was Khalil yeah. McKenzie. John, was now, John Dorsey, every year he had like two draft picks that would not pan out. So, oh, I mean, yeah, minimum of two. Yeah, minimum of um, two. So, yeah. So, and, you know, that's something else, too, that, you know, and I, you know, I noticed something. I was looking at that. Did you notice that? McCall Hardman, and I don't know if I mentioned this, is not in the Pro Bowl selections. Yeah, um, I don't get it. I don't either. I guess they want to be consistent receiver, but I mean, that's not always going to happen. No. Um, the Shermanator's in there. Hey, good... let's get him in there, man. Yeah. But hey, the Super Bowl don't matter. Pro Bowl don't matter. Super Bowl no. don't matter. That's all that matters. You know, we can vote. We can have, which would be nice. I would love to see seven, eight players voted into the Pro Bowl from this team. But that's okay if they get voted in because if they can't make it, there's only one reason they can't. Super and that's because Bowl. they're going to the Super Bowl. Yes, sir. So um I'm 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 good with that. I mean I'm you know I'm good with any of that. I'd like to see um I'd like to see it, but in the same aspect, that's just a pump for the players in my opinion. You know, it pumps them up and it gets them going. It makes them feel better. Shows their worth, you know, but um, proves every, everything they've worked for. Other people are seeing, I should say. But uh, right now, in my opinion, the Chiefs are going to end up in the Super Bowl. I don't see how they couldn't. I, I agree. Don't. I think they have a good shot too. Only thing I would say is take it one game at a time. One yep. game at a time. Yep. So. Well, I'm ready to, you know, put on about a body suit and go to Miami pretty soon or Tampa. So, um, <laughs> so watch that Super Bowl, man. Watch that Super Bowl. So um, it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be a good time. I agree. But I can't wait. Anyway, um, if you guys have anything you want to add or want us to talk about on the show at any point, please let us know. DM us. Hit us up on public Twitter. It doesn't matter. Um, we are going to have a special guest on fairly soon. I did talk to them today and we're working out a time for them to come on hopefully within the next week. And then we'll have some, I'm trying to set it up to where we have a little chain of players coming on that can give you guys some insight on the game, what it feels like to be in the trenches and how it changed and evolved over the last 20 years, 30 years in this league. So, um, Caleb and I came up with this idea, I don't know, a while back and we're going to be working on that too. So, mm-hmm. um, anyway, regardless, uh, we got a special guest coming on. I'm not going to say who, but, uh, hopefully within the next week or so he'll be on. And then, um, you guys will really get to hear some good stuff, some awesome stuff. With that being agree, said, man. um, I hope everybody has a great week. Um, enjoy whatever you got left of the week your work week and uh, make sure you're all set up for red Friday and set up for Raiders week. Cause that's you know, what I'll be working is. my red. You know, I will be. Mm-hmm. So um, anyway, that'll wrap it up. You guys, um, 
if you have any questions, anything else, please DM us. Hit us up on Twitter um, at Chiefs Focus at JP Chiefs. It doesn't matter. And we will definitely get back to you as soon as possible. And if you have any suggestions, please throw them our way. With that being said, uh, said, <laughs> uh, Elair, yeah, Elair. God, man, E-Lair. every time I hear that, somebody, somebody did that to me. I don't know who it was, but because I made fun of him, so they DM me a video of that guy saying that, and it was like he he made it go in like a roll, you know, like it repeated itself mm-hmm. over and over and over, and it was driving me insane. <laughs> I said, you no good. I said, that was just wrong, man. He sent back a bunch of laughy faces. He thought it was great. Oh, man. Uh, somebody in the media that likes to play games. I think you know who I'm talking. I know you listen to the shows, so um, <laughs> you're a funny guy. Ha ha. Hey, we need to get him on the show then. <laughs> Since he be yeah. doing that, man. <laughs> yeah, he's going to get on the show. I'm going to make him get on the show because yeah. he uh, he likes to he likes to mess with me, and I'm going to mess with him back. <laughs> but uh, Oh, by the way, all you truck drivers out there, just oh, last thing I got to say. Now, I grew up in Kansas City. I lived there my entire life up until seven years ago. I grew up in the Northeast area, North End, Northeast area, 17 years of it. There is a bridge that's on Independence Avenue. The bridge says, I think it's 11 foot, five inches. It's said the same height since the bridge was built when there was covered wagons going through Kansas City. There's at least one or two trucks a week that hit that bridge, whether it's an ice truck, they get stuck underneath it, they slam into it. I've seen this my entire life. If you know your truck is taller than 11 foot 5 inches, take the left before the bridge. That's all I want to take the left around the bridge. I know it's going to be a little bit out of the way, but there's a way around the bridge. You know, dude, that bridge has this week. It's it's on a championship run. Oh my God. Three in a week, man. I go to church in that area, man. I know exactly what you're talking about. That bridge, man. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to change that, but for real, this is three in this week. That bridge is undefeated. I've seen that bridge hit so many times in my life. I knew that if I was driving down Independence Avenue, there was a good 65% chance that I was going to see a truck stuck underneath that bridge or slammed into it. One time I seen an ice truck hit it Uh-oh. and there was probably at least 40,000 bags of ice strung across independence Avenue and nobody could get through. And I had my, I rolled my window down the truck driver was standing there. He goes, you need some ice. And I said, not really, bro. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I would have took a couple of bags for free. Yes. He ended up giving me like four bags of ice. He goes, here you go, man. Take this ice. It's not, it's just going to melt, you know? So yeah, that's true. I, I, I cannot get over how many times ever. And I know for a fact that that same truck driver probably hit it again. There's no possibility that it's always a different truck driver that hits that bridge. Somebody's hit it twice. And if you have, we'd love to have you on the show. Wow, dude. <laughs> oh, man. You cause the problems. <laughs> you know you ain't going to get on the show. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, I did that for Tom Collins' benefit because he's going to love that one. Um, but I anyway. Did run. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, anyway, um, with that being said, I'll let you guys go. Uh, have a great week and um, God bless and peace out. Yeah, thank you, Chiefs for listening. Continue. Thank you for the support. Thank you.